0: Headphones on, let's do this Hey, do you know of a uh, a podcast I could listen to That has nerd and comic books and stuff I really can't find
1: one I say, you ever heard of the Nerd Dumb Podcast? down yeah we've got numbers and shit oh, uh, great if only I could read numbers <laughs> <laughs> oh you'd be in so much trouble if he could read those numbers uh, hey everybody welcome to the nerd dome podcast episode 219 I'm your podcaster without fear Luke and today I am joined with one regular host
0: I mean mostly regular these days
1: <laughs> I mean yeah you, you got to finish the introduction though
0: I know it's been a while. It's way, way way too much fun to just leave you hanging like that. (laughs) (laughs) I am the agitated Kyle, Uh, and uh, we have a
1: special guest uh, with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Howdy, Uh, yeah, this is Chris Hoffman, co-founder of Valeity Studios, local comic book and board game company. Uh, If you have been to the local comic book stores here in Utah uh, and seen the um, Salt City Strangers, which is the uh, Utah's Uh, avengers team uh uh whose membership consists of the gull uh golden spike uh, den mother son of bigfoot and deputy deseret uh that's that's uh my studio that puts that out um and also uh, a little comic called ruthless that we're working on hoping to get to a bigger publisher uh real soon um but we also help people locals uh get their own comic books up and running so we helped out uh brandon pope with uh kerman um uh uh travis uh romney with uh, the mighty utah and uh jc carter with uh shaolin Nun. so we're uh uh we're big fans of and participants in the comic book community here in utah awesome i an honored to be here
1: yeah no we've been. Uh, w- what, three, four years now, we've been like, we got to have you on the show. <laughs> and then it just never happened. Yeah. You know, the mi- yeah. mild pandemic in between. Yeah. Story um, of my life. I was, I was actually looking for uh, JC's booth at, uh, at the convention. I didn't, I didn't see him. I probably walked <laughs> by it like 30 times.
2: They had him over. So you know how like the, um, the convention is sort of an L Mm-hmm. And like the, the main entrance is the top of the L and then you go, go down. And then at the end uh, you take a sharp left. And then that's where you go to all the celebrities mm-hmm. at the very end. They had mm-hmm. him in that section.
0: That makes no sense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, that's...
0: when has the, when has the floor layout ever made sense?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and you know what? I am. I'm very happy that I got to hear you pronounce the name of your <laughs> studio, uh, Last week, because I in my head pronounced it like three different ways, and I'm like, one of them's correct. Yeah. And so hearing you say, I was like, oh, cool. One of the three was correct.
2: Yeah. Awesome. I, I was saying it wrong for two years. It's my company, <laughs> and I was saying it wrong. I actually, to to help with this, I've produced T-shirts where the back of the shirt is the pronunciation guide and the the dictionary definition. I'm I'm gonna need one of those. That's <laughs> yes, <awesome>. you will. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, this, this episode, we're just going to kind of, uh, recap our, our collective experiences at the, the fan X that was last week. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get back to normal recording with all of our, our news and tangents and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to get this, get this, let, let everyone know that we're still alive out there. Um, and, and get this going. So, uh, Kyle,
0: yes what panels did did you have this time around so uh we had a, we had a panel talking about uh, our flag means death love that show it, it's it's a fantastic show uh that panel was a, was a whole lot of fun just a bunch of people talking about how great the representation was on the show mm-hmm. uh, and then there was the uh, Daredevil. Catching up on oh, Daredevil. Oh, the, the, the one that I should have been on? <laughs> the one you should have been on. And you weren't even there. You, yeah. You you skipped out. You were supposed to be there to bail me out. But it's okay because we didn't have a moderator and nobody knew what was going on. So <laughs> it, it, every, it it was fine. Nobody knew what we were supposed to be talking about.
1: So so you're saying that in that situation, everyone just would have been like, Luke, moderate it. Yes. <laughs> exactly you know i've been like cool pulling questions out of my ass awesome
0: so it really just turned into uh let's listen to mccord Mm. and then everybody else make jokes so it's you know facts okay and then you come to me for the dick joke that's (laughs) that's the way i run things
1: Uh, they come to you for the dick joke but they don't email you the genitalia
0: they don't. They don't. Okay. There's, okay.
1: there's never, that's, never,
0: never any follow through. Which, that's your line? Which, which completely tracks. It's...
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> were those the only ones that
0: you were on this time? Uh, No, the, the, the last one I got to do this year was the uh, same one I did last year. Uh, it was a D&D and the fly. It's, it's an improv abbreviated D&D campaign. Mm. Okay. How did that go? Is, <laughs> it's it's it it's it's a, a like a teeter totter of complete catastrophe and about as much fun as you could possibly have.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> sounds sounds about it's, what I had expected yeah, to be.
0: It is, yeah. I mean, it's uh, any any improv show is about like that. <laughs> anytime you're anytime you're asking the general public for suggestions in any way, shape, or form. Are, hmm. 90% of them are terrible
2: is that what you do in that in the, like a and d one is like do you turn to the audience at some point and say like there's a monster in it it's a I need a you know and then they're like gelatinous cube or how pretty, that kind of work out pretty
0: much yeah it's like okay we get a bunch of people on the stage okay everybody let's create characters uh, throw out different uh, uh, character ideas you know give us a give us a race give us a class give us uh, what kind of weapons do they use Nice. That up sounds up. like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's cool. a lot of fun. And, but you wind up with smart-ass people shouting out monster names that you know. It. Like, where the <laughs> hell did that come from? Someone in the back's like, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut, shut up, you 5e nerds who memorized <laughs> the monster manual.
2: <laughs> um, None
0: of us take it that seriously up here.
2: Yeah, somebody's got like a, a dungeon magazine from 1987 that has like a weird subclass <laughs> of like halfling. Right. Uh, that'd be,
1: yeah, that see that, that sounds, that sounds like fun. I Mm -hmm. have to, if you, if you do it again next year, let me know. And I'd like to, I'll be the one screaming Tom Brady.
0: Right. So Um, yeah, they, they made me like a, a flightless bird kind of thing that, that was a retired fighter. Uh, with a mental disorder and thinks it's a bard
1: so you're like an emu with ptsd
0: basically yes yes and i'm only allowed to i'm only allowed to enter combat with improvised weapons that i can find oh excellent so yeah it, it turned into it turned into great fun oh cool um what about you chris
1: what, what was your panel like this year
2: so uh i did the 60 years of spider-man with you which mm-hmm. was super fun. Uh, always a good time to uh, be on a panel with you, um, and the and the rest of the uh, a lot of the gang yeah. that have have been at the Fanex over the years doing. Uh, I think we did a Joker panel together mm. and uh, a bunch Batman, of stuff.
1: Superman. Yep.
2: Yeah, man, it's been like nine years of doing yeah. it, you know. And some of those and some of the years have had two shows, so mm-hmm. it's been a lot of these. Right. But it... always love to get that that group back together with yeah. Uh, yeah, you and. It's... Andrew and chelsea and sometimes trent and those guys but um so then the other one so i have uh i hold a master's of business administration from westminster college and so i um invited a lot of times onto uh business panels so Mm -hmm. how to run a nerdy business how uh um indie comic revolution how do you make your own indie comic um and then i crashed uh the ksl5 official podcast of <laughs> fan effect because uh Andy Farnsworth the the who was kind of moderating that panel uh mm. were childhood friends and he was late and so I just <laughs> sat at the table and said if you can't figure out when to get here from the station man they're just going to replace you and then they just <laughs> had me stick around. And I tell you what, like being on a panel uh, and whatnot with uh, with friends and stuff like that is one thing. It is a completely different thing to be on a panel with like four professional broadcasters. Oh yeah, and I bet one of the guys who does like the more the the uh, I think the midday show on K- on KSL five, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the producers of that show and stuff and just these beautiful voices that they have and just not a second of dead air you know it is it is so hard so that was that was a lot of fun to be on
1: <laughs> oh that's that's awesome yeah i i get that way when we have uh, rich Bonaducci on the on the podcast too because he always ha- like he always has 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 something to, to throw in there, to fi- to fill in the dead space. And it's like, you're really good at this. It's like, it's like
0: you yeah, do it for a that's living. That's why we, that's why we that's why we don't ask Rich to come on anymore. He just makes us look raises really bad. Too much. He, he makes us look really bad. I mean, I he's
1: also that. very busy now. Um, <laughs> yeah. That Spider-Man one was, was really fun. Like that was my, that was the first, yeah. The first one of the, of the con. So that, that first panel for me is always, always tough, you know, just kind of get, into the to the flow of things mm-hmm. but but it was it again when we have our our little comics history crew together mm-hmm. um it's it's a lot easier
2: yeah oh yeah that was spider-man although uh, like the difficulty there is it's 60 years worth of comics movies tv shows cartoons mm-hmm. video games uh uh socks shorts uh right um coffins probably you know (laughs) and so it's like how do you distill that because uh there's a a section of the crowd that wants to hear like weird uh trivia from the comics right Mm -hmm. and there's a huge segment of the count of the of the crowd that would just love to hear uh about tom holland right Mm -hmm. and you could as like a someone who's like trying to present like fun entertaining content and try to keep all of that in mind at the same time while also trying to remember the chapter and verse right like uh right. which issues it happened in and who was in the TV show and that sort of stuff
1: yeah and like, like who who wrote certain issue in 1987 mm-hmm. well,
0: Is I don't uh... real real people real people don't remember that kind of detail anyway it's, yeah you can you could get up you can get up there on stage and you can throw out Random
2: issue numbers and oh, sure. like, oh,
0: yeah, 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 he knows what he's talking about, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you could just lie if you're just doing it with enough oh, yeah. authority, you're good, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. And unless, and hopefully- unless uh, Andrew or Chelsea's there to fact check you <laughs> live, yeah, where they're like, no, that wasn't that, yep. it wasn't, no, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I defer to those two all the time. I, especially chapter and verse stuff. I will, I will even have like a vague memory of something and then ask one of those two and be like, I seem to remember there was a thing. And they're like, you're talking about this, such and such. And so thank you. Oh yeah. I was. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. That's, that's 100% what I do as well. Like I know, especially if it's, if it's some of the the, the newer stuff, I feel like I'm like, okay, I, I got that. But anything like pre like seventies. I'm like, um, I know it existed. I've read it. I could tell you what happened, but where it happened and who was writing it when it happened. That's, that's when I'm like, here you go. That hand Mm -hmm. the ball off.
2: Yeah. They're more Uh, than happy to take it though, too, is what's nice. Oh yeah. You run with this and then, and we'll come back and, uh, Luke and I will add some flavor to this. Right. Yeah.
1: We're the color color commentators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, but that, that one was, that one was fun. Um, and it was, cause it had been my first panel since 2019, cause I didn't go to the 2021 convention. Okay. Um, so I was even, I even felt like I was more rusty. So I was like, uh, I'm gonna crack some jokes. I didn't even get to drop the, uh, um, the, the random fact that, uh, I learned that the only like, uh, continuous Marvel character, that has not appeared with Spider-Man in any form of media uh, since he's been a character is Millie, the model.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's
0: always, that's always how it goes. You, you prepare anything. It's the one thing never going to come up. It's the one thing I had. Right. And then I was
1: like, I didn't, I didn't say it. We ended up talking about the movies for longer than I
0: thought we were going to talk about the movies, which isn't bad, but That's, that's the way, that's the way it's always going to be. You go, you go into, you go into these panels to talk specifics and it, it just, it just winds up what the current zeitgeist of that particular, that particular thing is. Uh
1: Yeah. Oh, you got to tell them about the, uh, the, the giveaways,
2: Oh yeah. T- I, that's why I feel like I get invited a lot of times. So the business stuff, I, I know why I get invited there, but I get invited to a lot of the other ones cause I will bring prizes. And so, uh, I will, I made, um, I drew a headshot of Spider-Man on a blank cover that turned out really nice and gave that away to, uh, some cool cosplayers. There was a set of people who showed up as the sinister six, uh, the classic ones. So there was like a Mysterio mm-hmm. with the fishbowl head and a really cool doc Ock and whatnot. And, uh, uh, an Electro that looked really good. Um, and then I made some replicas of old um, Spider-Man original artwork. Like if you put it in a frame, you'd have no idea that it wasn't you that has the first uh, <laughs> Black Suit Spider-Man. The one that went for like two million bucks last year. Um, you know, and, and then I was... Did you guys t- give
1: the disclaimer on that one? So oh, yeah. So the kid didn't get jumped on the way out?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's it, it has like a website on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's the paper that I used has have websites on it, which didn't exist in 1984 right. 86 <laughs> when those came out. And so they are marked replicas, you know, and I gave them away. I'm not selling them to anybody. But yeah, right. that was, but I always said, like if somebody comes over to your house and sees it in the frame, uh, you just kind of tip your hat and go, you know, sometimes you got to treat yourself. <laughs> I would need a high, a nicer house to have that artwork. Right. But well. that was fun. I, I think it's always fun to, crowd involvement and i think it's something that we do pretty well on our panels is uh is getting the crowd involved um Mm -hmm. because they're there if they just want to if they just want to lecture they can we could record something on youtube or a podcast or something like that something that is just information dump um but i think it's a lot more enjoyable for the the fans and the people that show up there uh to interact Mm -hmm. yeah if
0: if they want facts they can just read wikipedia
2: yeah yeah pick up the marvel universe reprints or or the marvel <laughs> saga or something like that and then you it's can a, have they don't yeah they
0: don't they don't they don't come to they don't come to convention panels for for facts yeah it's I'm just trying to... it's entertainment that's all
1: yeah i'm trying to remember chris what was the the panel that i know you drew one while we were on yeah. the panel
2: yeah that was a joker one yeah oh, okay. that, that joker panel like i didn't have a ton to to contribute on that on that (laughs) panel but like while we were while we were um while we're working eh, that's cool that you remember that man but yeah yeah, i I said it was
1: awesome like you just sat there and you just sketched it out while you're still having the conversation and there's this beautiful piece that you gave away and i'm like i wish i could do that
2: thanks (laughs) it's fun like i'm trying to get better at that and it's really fun to do uh uh, to do blank covers that turn out because i'm i'm a fan too right like i've been going to comic conventions like i went to we were talking i was talking to this uh with phil Sevy at the at the show uh that we both kind of went to the same uh i think we went to the same san diego comic-con years ago um where it was like 1991 or 92 um mm-hmm. and that was when my parents just like drove me there and then dropped me off and left <laughs> you know, 17 year old me with a duffel bag full of comics. Cause I didn't know who I was going to meet. And I'm glad that I did because I ended up meeting Stanley and right. that was fun. But, um, but yeah, I try to make that like, uh, if I can give someone an experience like I had uh, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I was big into baseball card conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were big around here when I was a kid. And so if I can, if I can provide something like that, Uh, For someone if if like I can give it to a fan or like a a kid who is not maybe into comics yet, but that art piece or something like is is a first piece where they become a fan. um, I'm thrilled to be any sort of little part of that.
1: Right. Right. I it's funny because you're just uh, talking about San Diego um, because I've I've gone one time I went with uh, Charles um, Mm. a one time and that was awesome for me because like a lot of the, it, it's turned more into again, one of those pop culture things where people are there to see the comic book movies and the TV shows. And they're there to see the actors. I mean, not saying that they don't love the comics, but mm-hmm. a lot of them go there for the hall H presentations and stuff like that. Um, so it was really cool. Like just walking around, around the floor, like again, going up and talking to chip Zadarsky. and mm. he did a sketch of constipated Hulk for me and then going up and talking with uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, and um, you know, getting a, getting a duck face selfie with her uh, while she told me the story about how um, it was, I guess it was her birthday and Chip Zdarsky went up on stage with a penis cake for (laughs) her while she was in the middle of a panel with Matt fraction. Um, It's stuff like that. Meeting Scott Snyder, um, I was wearing a, uh, a daredevil, the animated series shirt. Mm-hmm. And he came up to you know, like, when I came up to him, he was like, he was like, he's like, that shirt is awesome. He's like, I'm a, I was like, oh, what'd he say? He said when I was writing Batman, um, I would have the animated series on in the background while he was writing it for like inspiration.
2: That's pretty and- great.
1: Yeah. And then he also told me that Greg Capullo gives the best shoulder massages that uh, he's ever had in his life. (laughs) And I look next to him and there's a a six foot three bald handlebar mustache biker looking guy. And he's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, so that was that was awesome. Sorry, your San Diego story just triggered that in my brain.
2: It's a fun show. Like, like I said, when I went, it was the first year they allowed a movie studio to advertise and it was the movie California with uh, Brad Pitt, uh, okay. California with a K. Mm-hmm. And that had a big presence there. And, uh, the candy man, the first Candyman movie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: Um, so you uh, how did the, uh, nerdy business panel go?
2: Nerdy business panels were pretty great. That one, uh, Roger from the uh, – um, one of them, Roger from the Nerd Store was on there, and uh, he was on point. It was it was pretty great to uh, – we started with questions on that one. We just mm-hmm. had like a tiny introduction about who we were, and then it was off to the races. And we had questions from people. There was an audience member who wanted to start a game store. Mm -hmm. and like a board game store and it's like well here's the realities of that you know they're very expensive uh brick and mortar stores are expensive uh so you've got to have a lot of liquid capital um uh, to keep up with that sort of stuff and then you have to have someone in the store that is an expert on magic cards and pokemon cards so you don't get counterfeits when they come in and uh you can run the tournaments and fairly and all that sort of stuff and it's like uh there's a lot of like uh Nerdy business stuff that is reality business stuff. Any other mm-hmm. business type stuff, right? You, uh, um, but the encouraging thing, the thing I always tell people, and I do this at all the, at all those panels that have to do with businesses, is I always tell people like, uh, you live in the, uh, I assume you live in the United States of America since you're here, and the uh, uh, laws and benefits in the United States uh, constantly benefit businesses. Right. And so be one, be a business, mm-hmm. take advantage of some of that stuff. Like it, it's even better if you're a giant business, but it's pretty good if you're a small business. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you can, uh, because then if you are going to open a game store or you're going to have your own like comic book publishing company or your own, uh, like you're just, uh, anything just making artwork and you're going to sell it at like fanix in the artist alley or, or something like that. Um, getting your business license, and, uh, so getting your, uh, your tax number from the IRS and your business license from your city. It's not very expensive. It's super easy. In Utah, uh, the website at um, business.utah.gov walks you through the whole process. Even mm-hmm. sends you over to the IRS webpage. It's uh, it's around a hundred dollars. And then the but the tax benefits that you reap at the end of the year um, if you if you incorporate as a as a LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, then your taxes, you take them off of your personal taxes and you just fill out an extra worksheet called a schedule C. And then if you own your house, like there's all these tax benefits you get from, uh, using part of your house as your office and doing improvements right. and that sort of stuff. And so I encourage everybody to like, uh, it seems daunting. Like you need a lawyer and you need an accountant. And I'm like, you need to think more like a punk band, like a mm-hmm. punk rock band. Like you're that you're screening your own t-shirts in your basement, right, get started, right. get the numbers and, mm-hmm. and get going. Cause that's, uh, um, and we, we hand out worksheets and I tell people they can contact me and, and, and your listeners, if anybody else is out there and, and wants some help, like I always have to put the premise on there that I'm not a lawyer or an accountant, but I can show you on the website where to click the buttons yeah, right. and get your stuff together. So those were really great. I, the funny thing, the, uh, um, the one thing about all the business ones and like starting your own comic and stuff like that, um, there, there's always the question of, uh, how do you know when you're ready to get started, like uh, to do your own right. comic and stuff? And I always get to do this joke, which I love. Um, I don't think people think it's very funny, but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, they always say like, you know, I've got this, I got this comic book I want to make and it's going to be the best comic ever. And I'm like, wonderful. Tell me about it. What's, what's your comic book? And they go, it's a revenge story about a werewolf. <laughs> and, the, and he has a gun. Question mark, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, yes, that's a wonderful idea. Absolutely,
0: 100 so, sold.
2: Yes, yeah, I, I'm. This is the new Harry Potter, you know, like <laughs> you're, you brush off your mantelpiece for all your awards. That's going to be wonderful. And you have to kind of let people down easy, of like that's an idea. And those are a dime a dozen. Everyone mm-hmm. in here has ten of those, you know. And if you have, if you don't have it written down in a way that someone else can see it or that you can copyright it you know right. then it's not ready to go and it i i hope that that gives people like a direction of where to go you know what i mean instead of dashing their their uh their tiny hopes on the rocks right that they that they hope they get a chance to um that they that they spin it up into something more and and move with it but it's hard it's hard work and that's why I think people don't realize sometimes is how much hard work goes into making a comic book or a movie or or a podcast or a TV show right. or something like that. It's it's not something that's just you throw together and and not if you want uh, not if you want a good one, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: but by the time you by the time you 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 can show anything, there's already like what a one or two minimum years worth of work that have already gone into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I heard something similar um, uh, when I was listening to a podcast uh, about um, making video games and getting in the like video game industry. One of the guys was like, listen, everyone has a thousand ideas for a a great game. You are not going to get into the industry by just being an idea guy. You mm-hmm. actually have like you got to be able to develop it or or, or you know be good with the story or, or graphic design or something like that. You you can't just have an idea and expect to get a job in the gaming, in the gaming universe. It's just, it just doesn't really work like that. Yep.
2: Yeah. And that's all of those creative spaces. Like everybody thinks that there's an idea guy because um, like Stanley kind of like uh, presented himself as that. Right. Right. And, uh, but even he wasn't just that, you know, like right. he, he did. I, I mean, Stanley's a mixed bag, right? I don't want Chelsea mm-hmm. to, I, I can yeah. I oh, yeah. hear
1: she's, her. She's the knives. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, she, her ears are perky. Man, she said, so, oh no, uh, Noel said something about Stanley on their boys panel. And yep. Yep. boy, did you feel the oxygen run out of the room. They were like, mm. you going to say something about Stan Lee? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and I was sitting next to her. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you were on that panel, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was funny. Like, and that was the first thing I said, like, did you feel him pull back? Careful. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to have the
1: crowd turn on you, especially, you know, the last panel of the day, they'll follow you out.
2: That's true. Uh-huh. That destruction in the room. <laughs> Wait,
0: we're, we, we're not supposed to try to get the crowd to turn on us. Have I been doing this well, wrong? I don't, the entire I don't think time? <laughs> you know, probably,
1: I don't think that's the optimal outcome that you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes,
0: then sometimes you just need a, any reaction.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That is the worst thing that happens.
1: Yeah. Well, and then I know you uh, had you crash uh, the Thor panel that I was on.
2: Yes. Yeah, that was that was I felt bad because the moderator didn't have a chair at that point. I tried to leave. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. Like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to make this uncomfortable. And he was like, no, 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 I'll just I'll I'll. Watch the crowd.
1: He's like, I can't sit down anyway. Cause he was wearing like a leather, um, Assassin's Creed outfit, Dane. Mm -hmm. And you could tell like, he's like, oh, I can't bend over. Um, I can't sit down. I can't do anything. So I'm standing up anyway. And we did have people not show up for that panel. We had two of the, two of the scheduled people not show up. So it ended up working out just fine.
2: Yeah. Thor and Hulk are weird ones to talk about. I think and I don't know like I think we spent way too much time on Marvel versus DC. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know how we got stuck in that uh whirlpool there right. where we were like this was just supposed to be an aside and I never got uh-huh. to finish my thought there. So if if I may for a sec. Go ahead, go ahead. I was, we were talking <laughs> we were talking about I had confused it with Marvel versus DC, but there was a uh, Justice League Avengers comic, famously George Perez, rest his soul, uh, did this wonderful comic that like gave him carpal tunnels. Like they it was they just re
1: released the... it. Um, yeah, uh, which was which was awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you can you can grab that again. But he, uh, um, there's a part in that book where uh, in Justice League versus Avengers, where Superman gets a hold of Thor's hammer. And he can lift it because he's worthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he feels the hammer, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much power uh, behind this, this, uh, this hammer." And he's like, "I'm Superman," and you think about how powerful Superman is. Mm-hmm. But if you think of it in contrast to like a a god, right? Superman was humbled in the presence of Thor's power in that comic book. Mm-hmm. That's all I was trying to get across is that if you think if like Superman is like the epitome of like uh powerful superhero in your mind, you got to think to yourself, he was even thinking himself not as uh, not as powerful as Thor.
1: Right. And, and Thor's spinning that thing on his finger. Uh,
2: yes. And <laughs> it's also it generates it. electricity, which is a n which is one of uh Superman's uh secondary weaknesses.
1: That's that's um I I almost pitched it this year and I might do it next year. Do you remember a few years ago there was the the Civil War panel where they had like Team Cap and Team Iron Man and they kind of debated each side of it? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> that went real well.
2: <laughs> See was I was that sarcasm it... or for real? <laughs>
0: Oh, that was that was 100% sarcasm.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, but, but people talked about it. That's yeah. the, like people get like the, 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 cause the audience got into it and they were taking sides and it, 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 it was like, it was a whole thing. Like some people left feeling like, you know, really, really pumped and really excited about the, you know, about it. And then other people kind of got their feelings hurt because maybe their side was, but you know, it's a debate. That's what happens in a debate. Um, but i always thought it would it would be fun to do some of these uh if they're looking for more comics panels do like a um you know thor versus superman and uh-huh. and then have like a have like a a civil debate about it um and like pull up again uh stuff like that that's that's you know already written that we can pull from and then you know like other stuff. Cause it, it's, it's, it's the comics, st- this comic shop talk that mm-hmm. you hear all the time, like who wins in a fight, you know, Wolverine or Batman, you know, you just hear that all the time. So I think it'd be fun. I mean, I doubt they would ever do it, mm-hmm. um, but Hey, maybe one year I'll pitch it.
2: It's the example, right? Like, like you were saying the comic book, comic book, uh, the comic shop talk, it was the, uh, if a star destroyer was up against the enterprise, right? Right. Right, Like it's the, it's the debate and it's a, it's, I don't think it's a cut and dry thing because you got to imagine, well, is it a Star Destroyer that has a battalion of TIE fighters on it? Does mm-hmm. that factor into what's going on here and stuff? I think that's fun. Right. Um, yeah. And so, because like, if you work at a comic book shop at any, at, for any amount of time, uh, sometimes it's fun just to take the other side of the argument, whether you think that or not.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Just play devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I, I don't know. I think that could be fun.
0: No, um, you, sh- you should, you should, you should. Just a, a general, uh, a general open question, you know, a, a comic book shop versus a discussion debate. That, that would be, yeah. that'd be fun.
1: Uh, Split the panelists up and then have, uh have the moderator walk around like uh like a
0: game show host in the seventies. Yeah. That'd oh be, yeah. 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 Rope the audience in. Cause yeah, they're, yeah. they're the people in the comic shop that are throwing out these ideas anyway.
1: Mm hmm. Um, yeah, but the, the Thor Hulk one was fun. I surprisingly was able to talk a little bit about daredevil in that panel because that (laughs) came up. Um, I mean, we were talking about the Hulk movies, so
2: that, that was fun. Yeah. No love for the Ang Lee one.
1: No, nothing, nothing. Not even Sam Elliott. Really?
0: No love at all.
1: But I mean, it was a mustacheless Sam Elliott. So,
0: is it really <laughs> Sam Elliott at that point? Not, not really. But I mean, come on, that movie was fine.
1: Which I actually just wa- I just rewatched uh, yesterday. The um, uh, Edward Norton Hulk, <laughs> The Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. and I then went down the rabbit hole of like the official why they went with someone else. Cause I thought I had heard, it was one of those things where I was like, I think I know, but I, I looked into it Um that like there was Kevin Feige kind of made it sound like Ed Norton didn't want to do it. But then he also said that he didn't feel like Edward Norton's Hulk would mesh well with the cast that they had for the Avengers and that Ruffalo would do w- would be in like a Joss Whedon, obviously Avengers movie easier Um, which I can kind of see after watching it again. Like I kind of get it. Um,
2: it seems like for those movies and like when you're building up from like the individual movies into the ensemble movie, um, you have to get people that are into it. Like, like it seems like, um, like over at DC for the suicide squad, I feel like it was a mistake in the first place to have Will Smith. Not that I don't like him or there's any problem. I don't feel like he's committed to eight movies. Oh, okay, yeah. He's a huge star. He's got movies going on all the time. You know what I mean? And he's going to do one movie. That's that's cool for his schedule. But over like, uh, how many people from the Avengers did we get in like eight movies or so? Right, right. You know, and they were thrilled about it. They were so happy to do well from the outside. It sounded right. like uh, Captain America was ha- having a rough time of things, but yeah, um, but like really doing right by the. Uh, by the fans uh more um more than like just a, ho- a hollywood person who's just doing a movie if that makes sense yeah oh totally yeah and, and i don't um, know Ned, edward or maybe that maybe that's why they kind of felt like that that it kind of feels like he would be in tons of things and would have yeah. lots of choices
1: oh yeah yeah because you know ed ed norton is a great actor and he's mm-hmm. been in a lot of stuff since then so it's not like he's just hurting for work or anything yeah um but does I've he always, want to be
2: Hulk in 12 movies? And it's like, right, probably not, right. not like Sam Jackson where he's yeah. in like 14 of those movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't care. Sam Jackson would be in every single one. If they let him, he mm. would show up somewhere hanging out with Zeus in love and thunder. If they let him.
0: Well, I'm, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we established this a, a while ago. Sam Samuel Jackson is, is, is actually in every movie.
1: <laughs> he's just disguised as other actors in
0: some in some facet or, or another he is he's in every movie
1: <laughs> he just lives on the lot and he just rolls from one yeah he's he's just, he's a another. background
0: character he, he walks through i don't know he's got a credit for every movie i'm pretty sure I, i'm sure that's that's true that's completely um, factual
1: and oh uh while i'm thinking of the hulk i also watched uh the multiverse of madness, uh, Doctor Strange, and as Wanda's going through all her emotional uh, turmoil and stress throughout that movie, I was like, man, I feel like uh, she needs to talk to like a therapist, like a, like a really good superhero therapist. And then I remembered I had watched the Hulk, and I was like. Doc Samson, he's right there. Oh, yeah. Bring him over. Let him, let him sit down with her. No, no, no. no. You don't need to enslave a town. You just, this is just grief. This <laughs> is what people go through. Let's work through this together and not try and kill everybody in every multiverse.
2: Yeah, no, good point.
1: Yeah. And I, also I love Ty Burrell, so I want to see him in more things. Um, bring him back. Bring, bring, you, Marvel listens. We know. Mm-hmm. um
0: just bring him back long enough to get irradiated so he
1: so he can get, get the green gets hair
0: those, so he gets those powers yeah <laughs> i mean everybody just uh, give him just go ahead and give everybody the powers that they're supposed to have
1: right um okay so those were those were the the only ones that you were on right chris yep okay um so again i did the the comic book ones We talked about that already. Um, I was on a uh, a storytelling and video games panel that was, it was really interesting. It was uh, me and a couple other, two other guys, um, and we really got into like, we kind of broke down like the essence of story and technology and how it gets, you know like uh, using the medium as a, an effective storytelling tool and stuff like that. And it was, it was really good. One of, one of the guys on there had been working in the industry for a long time. He worked on Bioshock and he worked as story um, consultant for a whole bunch of different companies, wrote a couple books. books. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we were talking about that. And then I kind of brought it back around to like a, a game that we thought, you know, showed story very well. And uh so we talked about, you know, for 20 minutes about the God of War game, uh, 2018, because that game is just, when it comes down to that stuff, it's just, it's just beautifully done. Like it's a small cast. It's like six characters in the entire game. And it yeah. is so well done that you don't think, oh, there's only like four people talking in this entire game.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're really going to find another game that has as much can just across the board consensus about all of yeah. the elements being absolutely fantastic yeah that's yeah and that's it's it's a top tier on everything yeah
1: so I'm excited about the next one coming out that's 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 what I'm I think it's next
0: month it comes out so
1: mm-hmm. that should be fun uh,
0: yeah at least on, on PlayStation because mm. Sony apparently didn't learn that the huge numbers for uh, how old was God of War when they actually released it on the uh, the PC platform Oh
1: yeah, I don't even know.
0: It it was several years. It was several years Uh, old, and it still did huge numbers. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, no, we don't. That's not a market we're really interested in. That's, Mm. Um, I, I don't don't understand business.
1: (laughs) Um, and then I did um my Dragon Ball panel, which is why I couldn't be on the or I couldn't go to the Daredevil one because it was supposed to be in the same time slot as the daredevil one, but they double booked it in a room. So then we had to change it over to Saturday at two o'clock. And I was like, cool. I have a panel before that. I got a panel after that. I can fit that in the middle. Awesome. I get in there. um, And I knew my, because me and Stefan Watson and he, had a panel right before me like down in like room 151 and we were up in like 255 like up in the up in the annex corner area uh, so he came running in there um, but so it was just me up there for a while just kind of chatting uh, and, uh, and there were three people in the room when it started Um, And we come to find out that they scheduled our Dragon Ball panel the exact same time that the voice actors from Dragon Ball were at the main stage. Ah. So everyone went there. Um, So I was just there was like three or four people in there. I was like, hey, guys. There's only two people up here. You guys, the only one here. Let's have a conversation. Let's just talk. Let's, you guys throw out stuff. We'll. And uh, it's just trying to keep it, you know, keep it moving. We got to fill the time. Everyone's sitting in there. By the time it ended, though, we had it like three quarters full. Oh wow! And yeah, so it ended up filling up uh, pretty well. And I know there was, was pro- a lot of it was probably for the next panel after us, but. You know, we just kind of we went through like the history, like our introductions to it, just kind of highs and lows. Again, t- just there were questions from the crowd like throughout the whole thing. It, it just felt really natural, like a real natural conversation. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I bounced right from that and I had to go upstairs to that, that 355 that was like all the way up in the corner. Uh-huh. Um, and I had a... Uh, it was the video game adaptations panel, like uh, to movies and TV. Um, and that one, that one was awesome. I, it was with a bunch of the, the age of geek media guys, the, um, and then uh, Adam McDonald, uh film critic guy. Um, that one, that one was awesome because I, I like having panels back to back because I felt like I was warmed up mm. and I, I was just bringing the energy from the other panel to that panel. Um, so that one, I felt like I had some good, because I wasn't moderating it so I could do the funny color commentary. Um, So I was kind of throwing that in there. Um, Got to uh, talk about, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog movies. I think they're some of the best video game movies out there because I like the idea of taking a video game that doesn't quite have a big, full thought out story and elaborating on it instead of taking something like God of War that is perfect the way it is. And then trying to adapt
0: it Mm. like, no, just, yeah, there's, there's no point. There's no point in adapting something that's already, 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 already you know, a perfectly bookended story.
1: Mm. And like with Sonic, all he has to do is go fast and get rings. That's, that's, that's it outside of that. You can do whatever you want. And they did. And I think it turned out well. Uh, And I got to pitch my, um, uh, my Contra movie idea starring Henry Cavill and Chris Hemsworth. Mm. Um, and it's just like an eighties action movie, you know, just like oiled up like Rambo, like that kind of just over the top cheesy. You, I think that would,
0: you, you, you had me at Hemsworth
2: and Cavill. Oiled <laughs> <out. That's,
1: laughs> that seems to be the consensus. Every time I bring this up,
2: you can get rid of the, you can get rid of the rest of the premise
1: just that yeah just running through the jungle shirtless
2: yeah no um, jungle they're just i mean yeah, could it could be a, be, at could a grocery be, store who cares <laughs> it, could, it could
0: be it could be just two hours of arm wrestling it's, it's, <laughs> people will show up
2: over the top two <laughs> uh, oh, arm man, wrestling movie. of us just alone
1: there we go yeah yeah i'm I, my mom made like she didn't make me watch it i just remember one day when i was younger my mom was just sitting there watching over the top i'm like what are you watching She's like, "Oh, sit down. This is over the top. This is a great movie. So I watched over the top as a child and it shaped my life ever since. Um, And then uh, the last panel I had was a Star Trek one um, uh, about like the captains and stuff. And I always like being on this one because the question always comes up like, you know, which captain, you know, like if you were in Star Trek, which captain would you like to serve with? And I served in the Navy. Um, so I have a different view of like what I would want because most people think, Oh, cool. If I was a bridge officer hanging out up there with captain Picard or kicking it with Spock, it would be awesome. I'm like, listen, only a small percentage of us would do that. 90% of us would be the enlisted guys actually down in the bowels of the ship doing the work. We would be the red shirts. That's it. That we would be the Kirk red shirts. So (laughs) If I'm a red shirt, I think my life expectancy would be a little bit higher with Captain Picard than Captain Kirk. Um, so I'm going to go with that. And I always, I, it's like two, two, yeah, two panels I've done, and I always bring that up, and it always gets a, a pretty good reaction because it's it's just just a different point of view, you know.
2: That makes sense.
0: Well, plus if you're a bridge crew, you you are the you're the biggest target. I mean, Lower, lower, lower level enlisted man on the, on the bridge. You're, you're, you're just done for mm-hmm. A- every time. Those oh, poor background red shirts.
2: Well, yeah. th- although when you're on the deck of any of the enterprise, like the consoles is where everybody hides their fireworks.
0: Right. Apparently.
2: And so yeah. any, any hit, those all go off.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. It's, it's standard Federation equipment, mm-hmm. the spark generator. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's yeah, that's, built into that's, every built into every console.
1: That's how it disperses heat directly back <laughs> in your face. <laughs> um, I forgot to touch we also touched on a, uh, the boys panel. I did do that one with Chelsea and Noel and uh, some other some other fine individuals and that one was fun even though I got uh, ravaged for um, my not well-worded opinion on the character Todd. Which I accept because I was, I was trying to say, cause Todd does in the show is very, you know, pro Homelander and he's kind of a dick and he's exposing someone's kid to this stuff. But I was trying to get the point across is when you first meet him, they look like they're in a nice, they're a nice house. Everything's well adjusted. He obviously cares for the kid. He's not an abusive you know, like, or like physically abusive stepdad, but they, they ripped into me on that one. And then Chelsea kind of helped me bail me out on that. I was like, yeah, see, that's what I was trying to say. She, she knows, hmm. she knows. But
2: You guys did a yeah. good job. I, I came to that panel. That was a lot of fun. Um, I think you, you take on a lot of stuff with that, uh, with that show versus the comic book, which I, but I felt th- both think are very good for different mm-hmm. reasons. And I don't, I don't. What's nice is it's fun to compare like which one is better or whatnot, but, uh, they both exist. And so Mm -hmm. you can like them as much as you like any, you know, they can, they can be cool things separately. The thing about the boys TV show is like the writing and everything. The stakes are so tight in that show Mm -hmm. that I, I had to stop watching it before I went to bed because I was so wired after after that, that I, I couldn't sleep.
1: Oh yeah. That, yeah. I, same way. I would have to watch it like the middle of the day and like, like so I could process what <laughs> I just saw throughout the rest of the day. Um, but yeah. Um, so I kind of want to talk about, this will be our little ending bit, but I kind of want to talk about like, like the vendor floor and stuff and like what, what, we, uh, we thought about it this year, or maybe some, some nice, nice grabs we made or, or commissions or anything like that.
2: For sure
1: you want to go ahead chris
2: yeah yeah, for sure so the things that the uh so the vendor floor um when i talked uh uh, old comics came back to the show this year uh Mm -hmm. there was there was a time for a while where there weren't a lot of uh the um the old comics dealers uh so like uh, places like torpedo comics and stuff like that that'll bring Mm. older books um uh to utah Um, But there were like uh, three different vendors that took a chance this year. One of them was uh, one from Portland and one from uh, um, somewhere in Washington. And both of them had really nice books and were uh, willing to make deals. I got the first appearance of The Beetle, uh, which is Strange Tales number 123. He was originally a uh, Human Torch villain. Um, And I'm collecting the Thunderbolts, the original Thunderbolts members, their first appearances. And so that was... That was really cool. But in talking to the vendors at the show, um, uh, the vendors and the artist alley and like the indie indie folks, uh, most people were reporting pretty soft sales Mm -hmm. for the show. And so I'm I'm uh, I'm wondering where where that's going to go. I also noticed I don't know if you guys noticed this. I noticed a lot more like food and candy vendors. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. The vendor floor.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I noticed that too. Except the the one food place that I wanted to be there wasn't there, which was the Cambodian food place because that's my go to. Yeah, at every that, convention. Is, that
0: is the that is the that is the standard go to, and and it yeah them them being absent just knocks everything down a couple pegs.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're right. I don't remember the the fudge people and the
2: the licorice, the licorice people, and the...
1: yeah,
0: I don't remember that
2: the freeze dried Skittles, which apparently were <laughs> yeah. delicious, but I, I did not partake, but it's, yeah. it's a comic con. And I think it's, it's like, there's a lot of changing dem- demographics. You touched on this a little bit earlier, where there's a lot of, uh, comic book conventions are, um, catering more to the changing demographics. So like our kids that are, that are coming in mm-hmm. and they're more interested in, uh, anime and, right. and TV shows and streaming and, uh, uh, TikTok and YouTube celebrities than they are um, like in dusty old comics, right? Right. And so it is. Uh, it's it's uh, it's inevitable change because uh, they they need to keep the the show is there to make money. This is right. not a nonprofit one, right? And so it's just interesting to see what those what those um, what those how those changes are working out. The thing that that I think that fanix really misses out on is that it's probably one of the biggest artist alleys in the country. Mm -hmm. That is, it's huge with the artists from all over the country and local here. And I think it's something that they could advertise as a, as a point of pride. And it's not an old comic book thing. It's not like a, oh, well, you know, some old, some dude who worked on Spider-Man in the, in the seventies is here. Um, It's a current, people are drawing all sorts of cool stuff, uh, doing really neat uh, commissions and stuff like that. Uh, I think that they could promote that more.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally, I totally agree. Like Artist Alley is always my my favorite, and it it it, it's funny because it's usually like the busiest to try and walk through. Mm -hmm. It's like compared to some of these other ones, it's there's just always people. Like you know, two lines like up against looking at the the tables, and then a line of two people like trying to you know get through there, and it's always packed. And it's like I really want to go through there and like actually look and talk to these artists, but it's so like crammed that Mm -hmm. I never feel like I can spend more than like glancing in the bag. Okay, cool. I'll make another lap later and glance again and see if I can get over there. So I think that's something that, that they could fix. Maybe just make that a little, make that section a little wider. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. The the spacing.
0: Yeah. The the spacing and the navigation of the, the floor is, is always going to be huge. And that's always going to be a pain point. I think that's going to be a pain point for any convention. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i'd agree agree with that um didn't you get a uh um a commission done chris
2: yes i did get a commission done so local artist named bill galvin who's the nicest guy um we're really lucky to have like a whole ton of like really great uh professional creators in the state who like Mm -hmm. to participate and and whatnot but bill galvin he's uh uh famous for doing uh, archie comics um, and which, you know, milestone of, of comics, the right. Arch, Archie, uh, is, is great. And so he did a commission of, of my character, the gull, and it is like, yeah, you know, it's a prized possession now. You'll have um, to send cause... me
1: a picture of it. Cause I, I you told me <laughs> that you were going to get it done, but I never got to see the finished product.
2: He does a superhero. He does a superhero. Like, uh, he also does Archie, but he does a superhero style as well. And so it looks like if, if someone had done it his like his Marvel official, you know, uh, uh, handbook entry. Cause it's mm-hmm. his like, you can see his whole costume and, um, yeah, it's pretty great. I'm, I, I love getting copies of, uh, of the Gulf from, uh, from artists at, and at the, at the show for sure.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. You'll have to send me a picture later. I want to see that. Well, um, yeah. And I meant to go by to get him to do a, uh, um, I wanted to get a Matt Murdoch in the Archie style. Oh Yeah. Which I thought would be thought would be pretty awesome.
2: That would be pretty um, awesome. He's do, he does all the local shows, and so like okay, cool. if they yeah, invite okay. him, he's there. You'll 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 see him again. And like awesome. I said, he's the nicest guy. Awesome, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think uh, Andrew got uh, boom boom.
2: He did get uh, from... a boom boom, and he was like telling it. He's like, I want boom boom, and he's like, huh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was standing there with him, and he's like, is that new? And he's like, the '80s. <laughs> I mean, it's not
2: old. Yeah, Not she's been around lot. for a while, and it's like make uh, basically draw Betty with suspenders and her like a firework in her fingers, and he's like, right. God, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> boom, and he did it, and he's like, Come back in a half hour, I'll have <laughs> a full color drawing done for you, and he's like, Oh, okay, that seems quick, but I know, yeah,
2: commissions always... are a great way to participate in the show um, right. because you're supporting an artist; they're getting you know, they're getting the money directly. You're getting Mm. a cool one of a kind piece, you know? And that's what I was saying. Like my commission costs $30, his costs $20, you know? And so like, Mm. it's also doesn't have to be expensive.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, I, I've, that's one thing that I feel like I, like I've got enough prints. I I'm always on the lookout for like a, a nice, you know, old book with like a really good cover or something that I could, you know, show off. But I, I'm really going to start looking into expanding my commissions collection mm-hmm. and getting the, because they just like, like, an, again, one of a kind, like drawn for you, you put it in a frame and it just looks great. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. That's yeah. That's going to be my, That's my next goal is to start collecting those. Um, What did you guys think about the, and I know uh, we talked a little bit about this at the show, Chris, the, uh, um, they kind of had a lot of the not safe for work art, just kind of hanging out there this year.
0: Oh, so many post-it notes everywhere.
1: (laughs) Well, I didn't even see post-it notes half the time, especially the first day or two.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. There was, there was quite a bit there was quite a, more than I think I've, I've seen in the past. It, it, it doesn't like, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me other than I think it's weird to have a, a wall of waifu pillows uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of, uh you know, not, not quite family friendly waifu pillows hanging up, you know, 30 feet high in a convention yeah. environment. Right.
2: Yeah, I I nudge my my seventeen year old every time we go past because uh, it, it's embarrassing, and I do <laughs> I live to embarrass my children, <laughs> right? And so I am like, if I, I'll if you need one of those pillows, pal, you know, I'll get you one, and I honestly would like that would be the, the <laughs> deal. Was like that, I'm no judgment, you know. If that was if that, but it makes him, it, yeah, it made him uncomfortable, so that was that was kind of fun to do. But yeah, it was like. There were, a because you'll have the ones with like uh, uh, sexy prints and, and there's been uh, a couple of, of artists in the artist alley. that have been to the show uh, uh, many times and generally they'll have, like you said, there'll be some tape or some, mm-hmm. you know, like I think they, 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 in Utah especially, you know what I mean? That like th- this, this is like a, a going to the state fair. Uh, for a lot of people, right? Like, and the artist alley should be somewhere where you can just go and appreciate someone's art and not feel like Mm -hmm. you have to buy something. Right. But yeah, there was, there were in particular two vendors that I can think of where there was one guy with a ton of stickers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they were everywhere, Mm -hmm. but he also had one of those like artist alley in, uh, their engineering skills. I always think is like really interesting because they can build these little cubicles in just the little tiny space that they have, but they'll Mm -hmm. like make an entire store, that you like walk right. into and that has like a point of sale system and stuff. And that guy had like a, um, had, had a whole bunch of them. And it was, uh, if they're going to do something like that, there's a lot of, uh, comic cons that will like have a section mm-hmm. and they have it over there so that like right. audience can consent to right. going over there and, 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 and grabbing stuff from there. Yeah, and not,
0: not just turning a corner and being, 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 confronted with something so aggressively heterosexual yes <laughs> <laughs> and
1: um so uh kyle and i did this on, on thursday because my I, my daughter was gonna come on friday she's nine uh and she loves uh her favorite anime right now is demon slayer and she likes the nezuko character and i knew there was going to be plenty of inappropriate you know, prints and stuff that yeah. she she would see. Obviously, so we kind of did the the. I was like, okay, so I can bring her over here. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe duck her over around here. So that's kind of how I mitigated it having a nine year old with me. Um, but yeah. Oh, and kind of speaking to your point about how these people turn into little engineers and just you know build build these things we were walking by i believe you were with me kyle When the, yeah, when yeah. the, the, entire, was, thing it, the entire thing
0: collapsed mm-hmm. and collapsed oh, and i was like no.
1: oh here let me help you because <laughs> she's like trying to get her her booth mates attention and she's talking to somebody else she's like can i can can you help me and i was like here i got you don't worry oh, about it i'll help you out
2: but yeah they, when, are, where are you? they are oh sorry go ahead
1: no i said they are they are very good at doing that like it's like they've done it a million times
2: yeah but a lot of them are 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 held up by the collective will of everyone in the in the place right like Mm -hmm. um because you have to travel light if you've if you've come from somewhere else so a lot of times it's up with tape and uh and then like you said it's so crammed in some of those places that it's like uh you hit the wall of prints in the back and it just comes tumbling over and then it knocks down the next person's and yeah, it, it looks like a, a funny movie or something like that, yeah, but yeah. there there are a lot of like, uh, I try if I'm in the artist alley and I have a table I I am more worried about being a good neighbor than I am about making sales because it's not my, I don't, I, the sales aren't my job, right? It's mm-hmm. not my living. I don't pay my rent through this, so right. Uh, but man I I have been next to some incredibly rude uh artist alley people, the the ones who build something so that People walking down the alley can't see your table when they, unless they're mm. standing right on top of it. Mm. Uh, people with like really aggressive sales tactics um, that end up uh, hurting your sales because if that's re- if they're trying being, to get by, everybody's trying to get by or they just bought something, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And so they don't uh, want to buy are, something right at the next table.
0: Yeah. And those are, those are usually the, uh, the I like call them the, the professional convention retailers. Mm-hmm. They they've got they've got this set up and this is all they do, all mm-hmm. they do they go from they go from convention or festival con- from t- from one place to the other.
2: Yeah, and five six conventions a month, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I you know I always got to hand it to and don't tell Charles I said this because then he'll never let me live it down. But they are very good. The nerd store volts about like they know what to bring to a convention they know what's gonna sell they know what not to bring they can set up their booth and they can you know tear down their booth you know pretty efficiently like i've Mm -hmm. seen it go from nothing to completely done and i'm just like wow that was a lot of work and you guys just and i know they complain about it and it's a lot of hard work and stuff like that but they do a very good job at that
2: yeah they got it down to a science and the thing is they have uh, merch that's not just comics, and they have mm-hmm. a bunch of price points. Right. So, like, you can come there and you could spend, you know, five hundred dollars on something, or a thousand dollars on a nice book, or something like that. But you could also spend ten dollars, uh, getting comics out of a out of a box that you, that has good stuff in it if you dig through mm-hmm. it. Uh, the belts that they have are always really popular and stuff. So yeah, no, I think they've got that. Uh, they go to a lot of conventions, so they see how right. to how what the what's going well at at the different conventions and they're not they're not leaning on the way conventions used to be to try to decide how to build their booth it seems yeah yeah
1: um all right you guys have anything else before we wrap this up
2: i would like to see them uh the, the if, if i can you know nobody's gonna listen to this but if i can offer <laughs> one thing of improvement right. for the show is that uh they could section it better into the interests. Right. right so like right. the comic book professionals could be next to each other. Um, mm. Richard and Wendy Peeney were at the show uh, mm. The comic book royalty, right? Like right. ElfQuest has been running uh, for 40 years or more <laughs> of, of comic books and uh, they weren't even advertised. Uh, they were brought in by one of the groups that comes in the, the, uh, um, uh, the, what are they called? The, the, um, Oh gosh, the Writers Mm -hmm. Guild—it's book authors that bring Mm -hmm. in comic, uh, the the best comic book professionals to the show, (laughs) Um, and so you got to show up to that booth and see. Oh my gosh, Peter David is here! That's amazing, you know. Yeah,
0: and And then like off in a corner too.
2: And they were off in a corner. Yeah. She had, a, we got there right when she was having a fan moment because she drew the comic book for the beauty and the beast TV show that had Ron Perlman in it.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: So she went and got a Ron Perlman one of those comics that she did. And she had it signed by Ron Perlman. And he remembered her because she was on set to sketch him for the, to get the feel oh, for the book. Awesome. And so she was showing us her autograph that she got, which that was is really awesome. fun. Uh, But, yeah, having the professionals together, like, in a row with, you know, like, a different colored tablecloth so you can see, because Bob Hall uh, was there who worked Mm -hmm. on Spider-Man and Batman, uh, helped reinvent Shadow Man and stuff, famous guy, and they were all kind of uh, somewhere that wasn't uh, great for traffic, right? And I think the con was paying for a bunch of them to be there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, like, yeah, trying to get maybe some of the more adult stuff together in a place so you can get to it mm-hmm. where you want to. The artist alley, give them a little room to breathe. Yeah. Uh, the gaming stuff seemed like it was it, it was pretty well together, but kind right. of uh, off. In to,
1: it was in the corner of the L.
2: Yeah, often, <laughs> often nowhere. So it seems like uh, it seems like they could work on that. That would be yeah. the the one thing that I'd say for it. Yeah. But overall, well, yeah, I had a I fun time.
0: Yeah, basically orga- organizing it like you would a department store, mm-hmm. which is it's kind of it's kind of what what conventions have become they're mm-hmm. they're they you 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 build a mini department store
2: yeah
1: um, yeah uh all right um chris go ahead and let everyone out there know where they can find you or they can they can uh, help support you and all that stuff
2: certainly thanks so we're at um dot com. so v e l l e-i-t-y studios.com and that uh, takes you to we're on facebook twitter instagram uh you can find me on most of those at hoffmangler h-o-f-f-m-a-n-g-l-e-r uh um, posting uh we post about our kickstarters that we're that we're running uh next year is going to be the 10-year anniversary of uh the salt city strangers and so we're planning on uh something (laughs) <laughs> yeah we will do <laughs> a be thing determined yes yeah we i'm sure we will have appearances at uh at the nerd store uh dr Volts and uh black cat comics and um uh so we'll we'll make sure that we let you know uh so you can let your listeners know yes, yes. and um yeah and so that's that's the stuff that and eventually we are working also on a a a, a gall um uh cartoon show like it'll be a web web cartoon slowly but surely been working on it for like three years so but that (laughs) him and his uh uh, it's a different take on him he works in a comic book store with his uh sidekick mushroom moose who's a floating (laughs) mushroom and they have adventures in their comic book store and we think it's uh it's very funny so we'll be excited we'll let you know when that is is ready to launch too awesome
0: awesome uh kyle yeah i don't really have anything that's fine awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the people the people who want to find me know where to find me. Uh awesome. here, Utah Cast, that kind of thing. Uh bookstores okay. occasionally. Uh, occasionally. Are you are you working on any more books right now? Yes. Uh I'm always awesome. but awesome. they take they take a long time. They got that book long timeline. Long. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, my, I'll, my, I'll, I'll my, fin- my I'll wife fin- I'll finish when George R. R. Martin does.
1: Right. Right. And I know my, my wife reads, um, still reads your, uh, your tales book to, to, to the children's in her classroom. The one that you did, was it two years ago now?
0: Uh, yeah. Ish. Two, two years Ish. before, before everything collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, all right uh guys thanks for listening you can check us out over at the nerddomepodcast.com. you can find us on apple podcast spotify all the all the pod places on instagram and twitter at the nerd dome uh facebook is the nerd dome podcast if you have any comments or questions go ahead and write in if you have ideas or guests that you want us to bring on just shoot it over and and we'll do that um kyle do you want to do the thing this time
0: what the don't forget to subscribe thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Do 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 <clears throat> that. Um, throat> throat> don't don't forget to do that. I don't, how does it work? Hold you're, on, you're, hold they're on, already hold listening. On. I, so yeah, to I know.
1: I, listen, I've got to set you up for it though. You have to do the Ryan part, <laughs> Kyle. Don't forget to subscribe. You may now exit the dome, and then we yell things. All right, guys. Uh, we will see you on the next recording.